We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man, you're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more. Your hosts, Tom the Blade, and myself, Uncle Frank. So have a seat, do them chores, or twist a wrench while we dive down the rabbit hole. So we're changing it up this episode, and we're going to start off with talking about something very interesting. Uh, Tom brought this subject up a while back, but before we get into that, I wanted to ask Tom, how was your day-to-day, man? Busy, man. Busy. I mean, <laughs> for about the past six weeks, it's been like one long, continuous day that has never stopped, but... You know, hey, that's the way we talked about it a couple episodes, you know, the way that things are going now and all the, the busyness that I'm going through. It's last year I would have been wishing, right, to be in this position, to have all these things and doing these things that I enjoy doing. So as tiresome and as busy as I am and as much as I lack sleep, hey, man, I'm not going to I wouldn't trade it in the in, you know, for anything in the world. So I'm loving what's going on. Yes, it's busy. Yes, it's hectic. Yes, I barely made it here in time to sit down and talk <laughs> to you. But, hey, I did. And we're here doing this. And this is something I love doing. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Something last year I would not have been doing that I wish I would have been doing. So, like I said, hey, I'm here now. I'm not going to complain about it. You know, so my day basically has been about six weeks of <laughs> uh, nonstop. Your day has been six weeks of nonstop. I just slapped my microphone right out of my face. I know. Did you hear it? Yeah, I thought you got excited or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, nah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, man, today's just been nuts. Oh, my goodness. Uh, work has been crazy. I've uh, been having to travel out more to different uh, facilities to help out and take on some new responsibilities, looking at those types of things and just trying to make sure that I stay on that high from Saturday when I woke up super early and went and worked out and tried to just keep going, keeping that motivation, keeping that momentum, uh, so it, it's it's so crazy that you brought this up uh, during the week about that movie that we're going to be talking about today. Right. Right. Uh, it's called My Octopus Teacher or My oh, Teacher right. the Octopus. No, no. My Octopus Teacher. Yes. My Octopus right. Teacher. Yeah. So and some people might be familiar. It just won the Oscar, right? For best documentary. So it's okay. kind of timely that we're talking about it. So – uh tell us what made you watch this documentary well okay so uh it just so happens our good friend of the show erica the winner of the name that tom bracket challenge 
when we were trying to come up with a new nickname for myself. She had the blade. Uh, now, on hindsight, she should have had the number one draft pick of all time. That should have been the name, right? The nickname. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she came in. She was. We worked. Oh, and I failed to mention, we worked together at a side job. We work at the same side job together. So she came in one morning uh, raving about a movie she had seen, how wonderful it was. It was so emotional. It was moving. It got her emotional at the end. She loved it. She'd already seen it a couple of times. And I said, well, what did you watch? You know, what was the show you watched? And she said, it's a documentary called My Octopus Teacher. Well, the ironic thing is the Oscars had just happened. And I don't I didn't watch the Oscars, but I go in and out of the den as I'm walking around doing stuff in the kitchen. And it just so happened when I was in the kitchen, they presented that award for best documentary. And lo and behold, I saw them giving their speech. I saw them, you know, accepting the award. So as soon as she said my octopus teacher, I knew what she was talking about. So she kept going on and on about it, and she just insisted I had to see it. So, of course, what did I do when I was working one of those shifts at 2 in the morning? I said, well, you know what? Let me check it out. So I started watching this movie, and it, it's a very good. It's, it's, it's very entertaining. It's a guy that goes out he, every day. He sees this same octopus, builds a, a friendship with this octopus, and he basically documents it. And it, it, it may sound boring to you, but when you're watching it and you see the, the progression of this friendship, it's very entertaining. It captivates you. She was, and she was right. Of course, there's a moment, which why we're having this episode, that I got – and anybody who knows me in my history of the movies, I got angry and irate and I wanted to storm out of my own – you know, storm out screaming and yelling about what's wrong with this guy. But uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But that's – what brought it to my attention? That's what I brought it to your attention, and uh, and that's why we're here today, and we're going to talk about this guy. Yeah. So I I, I watched it over two days because uh, I you know watching it after the kids go to bed because I was I didn't know what to expect. Uh, and it turns out it's a it's a movie that's rated G. So if you want to watch it with your kids, sit down and oh, watch yeah. it with your kids. It is actually incredibly entertaining to to sit and think about what this guy did because the documentary spans over what was it three hundred and seventeen days, I believe. Yeah, over a year. No, no, no. It was it was right under a year, I thought. Well, okay, I'm, I'm saying because he said the octopus lifespan. It's about a year. And the octopus oh. obviously was already alive. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> his span of time with the octopus was less than a year. But, uh, yeah, you're, it was 100 and something days. No, it was like 300 and something days. Something, yeah, something like about a year. <laughs> so uh, in the very beginning, you know, this guy talks about being incredibly burned out of his job. He's just like, I'm so burned out because his job essentially is to go out and film documentaries. Right. And, you know, that was his passion. Him and his brother had gone to multiple places and just uh, followed these uh, people that were trackers so they could. Um, the Kalahari. Yeah. Yeah. And the Kalahari to document these these wild uh, animals and stuff like that. So he came across these incredibly interesting people and he picked up some of their techniques and and learned from them. But ultimately, his his deal was that he got burned out. Um, 
and me me and Tom were, you know, it was like Tom Tom had told me that him and one of his buddies at uh I think it was the fire station or somewhere, you had had a discussion with this person and you were so upset. I was like, oh my goodness. So the entire time I'm watching the show, I'm trying to think, what made Tom so upset at this guy? Like I'm no, watching actually, this actually, show. Actually, I think it was Erica. Me and Erica. Oh, had a was it Erica? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, man, what what could have jarred Tom to the point where he's having these, you know, these discussions with somebody? I, I've got to watch this thing. Um, I watched it, and the whole time I'm just like, this is pretty incredible because he talks about how getting back into the water reminded him of his childhood um it actually building the relationship with the octopus actually in a way helped him become a better father um there were so many things that this guy learned from the from the experience but my takeaways were okay this guy decided that he was going to jump into the water and it just so happens that he he found an octopus and like like we had said over the course of a year he had developed this relationship with the octopus at times the relationship seemed really strong cuz the octopus would actually let him hold you know hold her as as he said uh, and they would just hang out, you know. This guy's snorkeling too. The fact that he could go so deep in the water on a single air of breath, uh, man, that was uh, that was something else. There was a lot. There was a lot to it. Yes, yes. But but let's back it up. So he had done these documentaries. Apparently, he had gained some acclaim for his documentaries and had not done it for about twenty years, right? Yeah. <clears throat> So he had left his his home, where he had grown up right there on the southern tip of Africa, right there on the beach, and he kind of missed it and he'd gotten away from it. And then he stated that he could no longer deal with the pressure of editing and the cameras. Those are his words that he used. So just like in the discussion we talked about before, he's miserable. You know, he can't stand. It. He can't take his life anymore. He's just living this horrible existence. He can't deal with this editing and the cameras. And he's miserable with his life on the beach, swimming in the ocean every day. So it's like I brought, we have to sometimes prioritize and, and take a look. And what I've always said, don't think about the things you don't have. Things, think about the things you do have. This man is living in existence. And we talked about it earlier when you asked me how my day was. I work over 100 hours a week every week, sometimes 72 hours up straight just so I can get to his miserable existence, right? I want to live on the beach and go swimming every day and get becomes buddies with an octopus. So he mentioned that his great purpose in life, which was making these documentaries, had fallen to pieces, right? And he mentioned, and I'm also a father. So this is the one of the things that really clued me into this guy. He had his priorities mixed up, Right. My great purpose in life is raising my kids and my family and showing them, you know, right from wrong and things like that. My job is just my job, right? It, it's basically my hobby and the extension of my personality and what I enjoy doing. But my great purpose in life would not have been making documentaries. It might be something I enjoy doing, something I love doing, something I have a passion for. But nothing is going to come before me and raising my kids and my family. 
So that was one of the things that I said. But the one thing he did do and the one thing that I'm always saying here and I'm saying in the Motivational Monday episodes is how did he fix it? He didn't sit around thinking about it, planning about it, you know, uh, being sad about it anymore. The way he ended up fixing his problems and what he was going through, he actually did something. He took action. And his action was getting into the ocean, going back to what he knew, going back to what he used to do, the actions he used to take when he was younger and was happy. And he got in the ocean, got moving, started actually doing something physical, right? And that's where he started to find his re- his release and starting to find some uh, enjoyment again. And that's one of the things that I clued in with this guy. So... Yeah, he did do all that. Um, and, no, and, and, and and I don't want to make um, and I don't want to sound like I'm painting this guy out to be a bad guy. Right. He's not a bad. No. Guy. Yeah, right, no. Right, but right. the to me, like it was it was the fact that he he kind of I don't know. I don't think he said that he hit rock bottom per se, but he hit such a low point in his life that he was just like, what do I do now? Well, he said he said his great purpose in life was in pieces. Right. And right. then he said, and I also have a son and I cannot be a good son to my father because of that. Because right. Because if because you're the pressures of editing and a camera. <laughs> and, and well, down. OK, you know, I mean, if you're if you're worn down, I mean, burnout for for him, you know, hours and hours of traveling, hauling around that equipment. You know, we we think about this and we say, oh, yeah, he's uh, filming and editing. That can't be that hard. But, you know, the reality is we we will never know because that is not in our uh, that's not in our path right now. We have no idea what it takes. to oh, do. Well, well, we, well yeah. I do know this. And we talked about this earlier and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I deal. That's not a life and death situation. I don't care how he tries to paint it, editing and, and camera work. I actually deal in life and death situations. I've been doing that for 25 years. And I have had to go with younger guys and tell them how to avoid the burnout, right? Because that is a legitimate burnout when you're seeing people die in your arms every day, several times a day, right? And getting blamed by the family that it's your fault, your ineptitude when it was, and you know, they just need somebody to blame. So that burnout is real. So I can tell you for for a fact that for sure, you know, I know I've never edited, I've never looked around a camera. Well, but I so have been in that other situation. We we said that he was over there in the Kalahari Desert, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, there's there's uh, all kinds of pirates, people. Okay. You know, there's there's so much going on. We we have no idea. But let's let's agree to disagree on the fact that his burnout to him was incredibly yeah. real, right? I'll right. never know your burnout. You know, right. I'll never know the stress. Right. And, 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 and again, that's why we're having this episode because we right, do right. disagree. Right. That's why we're having this. Absolutely. Right. Um, And and as I was watching it, I was like, you know, I'm glad that he realized that he was he was a broken individual at the time and he was not able to be a good father to his son. He realized that sometimes for some people, they never realize that. That is very true. Yes. What they're doing is exactly what they should be doing. And. You know, let the cards fall where they may. But he was able to stay mindful of the fact that, yes. hey, if if I'm not feeling good, then I cannot be what my family need. 
Yes, correct. And he <clears throat> did something about it. Absolutely. He, yes. he went out and he he made an attempt to fix it. Yes. And along the way, you know, he discovered this other being right. and and they created a bond. Right. So you all know? that setup was to get to the actual point of the documentary and showing his friendship with this octopus. Yeah. For real. Yeah. 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 And and the crazy thing was at the very end of the documentary it showed him having the most fun. And he said he was having the most fun with his son after the fact. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, so <clears throat> every everything he learned, everything he experienced throughout that year, you know, it, it change is not easy. Right. It takes time. That's that was my biggest takeaway from oh, that, yeah. from that yes. documentary. You oh, know, yeah. change does not happen overnight. No. And no. and for him to be able to document and stay with it, because, yes. man, did he stay with it. He stayed holy with it. Holy yes. moly. There was a point in time where he had uh, scared <clears throat> the octopus away. Correct. And he had to fall back on what he had learned in his younger days, uh, working with those folks that track animals, you know, basically hunting down this octopus, a, a, a creature that its whole identity is to stay hidden. That's his hope. Yes. <clears throat> you know, that that in itself right there. God, right, that's that's right. self-discovery, too. Right. Now, you know, we've talked about the man. Let's talk about this octopus. How amazing was this creature? That we talk about, you know, how the octopus's whole point in its every day it has to be mindful of hiding, right? In mm -hmm. all the different ways it could hide, the way it could change its color, its shape, the way it tried to mimic the moss as it walked, when oh it would goodness. grab those rocks and it covered itself and looked like a big rock. Yes. These octopus, and this is one of the things, and you mentioned earlier about it being rated G and watching it with your you should watch this with your kids to, so they can see. Uh, I'm not. You know, I don't know when the chance I'm going to get to go swimming underwater and see an octopus in action <laughs> or take my kids. But you can sit down, watch this document, see these animals and the way they behave, the way they learn, the way they develop a trust to a person. Right. It, it was incredible. It was a, when we joke about and say that this man had this octopus that was his pet. That octopus, I don't care how you look at it, was his pet. Yeah, that's all I there mean, is to it. You cannot deny it. Once you've watched this documentary, the interaction between the two, there was definite recognition on that octopus's part to, to that man. And when, when you brought up about him tracking the octopus down, when he tracked the octopus down, the octopus immediately recognized him yeah, and acknowledged him and came out crazy. to meet him. Yes. 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 Um, and you, you were saying about that. Um, now, was the octopus his pet or was the octopus – knowing that th that the human was not going to hurt him learned how to use the human as a tool this is no, how i don't think smart, so this is how smart that thing was to me oh he Lar did at times do that right yes. right but i don't so, think that was his sole purpose for the man you don't think so no because the interactions they had that, you know that was one interact that was one time we saw him do that or saw her do that. It was a they said it was a female octopus. But the rest of the time, you know, no, he you know, he reached out, he touched the man on his face, he went up there riding with him, you know, as he swam to the sh the, the top. Well, 
all these are tests to make sure that it wasn't going to hurt him. But so so they they cornered the I, lobster. I don't, I don't I don't see that at all. No, they cornered the lobster. They cornered the crab. Um, what else? It's a smart octopus. It's a smart creature. Right. That's what I'm saying. He was using, or she was using the the guy as a as a tool. You know, she learned how to adapt to him, and not just have him as a visitor. Granted, you know, they were friends. I'm sure on the octopus side as well. But with with all things in friendship, you have you you make friends with someone for for a purpose. They make you feel great. They push you. They uh, they have something that you don't. You know, they have this personality that you don't have. They have tools that you don't have. They have motivating factors that you don't have. And you you have to and I'm not trying to make this sound like a bad thing, but you have to also appreciate your friends and use their resources, use their motivations, use things to help you push yourself because a really good friend is going to help you and push you and so would you say you this back. octopus was his friend yes but i'm saying say but i'm saying that too this octopus learned how to utilize his friend to well have you ever asked your friend to help you move your furniture Absolutely. Okay, so that's all. It doesn't mean he was using the octopus was a user. No, and that's what yeah. I was saying. That's what right, I was saying. I, right, it it right. was I. The octopus wasn't just right. using that guy, Correct. but he learned or she learned how to use. Yes. You know. <clears throat> and this and and we were clued in to how smart the octopus and shouldn't be amazed that the octopus would do that from the very beginning when he left the camera on the seafloor. And the mm. octopus saw the camera and approached the camera. And do you remember how she approached it, Frank? Uh, no, I, I She had a big shell and she used oh, the shell right. like a shield. And the shield, yeah. And she moved up almost like, you know, Captain America style yeah. with that shield in front of her in <laughs> yep. case the camera tried to pull something. Yeah. That octopus was incredibly smart, uh, learned very quickly. And like I said, I, I said, the octopus was definitely at least his pet. It was at least his pet. To me, they developed a friendship. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, I for think sure. it was beyond just a pet. It was oh, a yeah. friendship. Mm-hmm. It was a definitely a friendship. You know, and this wasn't like an action-adventure uh, documentary or anything like that. But in watching it, you know, you, you begin to think to yourself, um, what is it that I have to offer someone? And what is it? that the people around me uh, are are helping me with or how are the people that I surround myself with? Um, is it symbiotic or is it um, what's what's the the opposite of a symbiosis um, uh, like a amoeba, right? Are they just leeches uh, that are kind of, sucking your your will from you or are they real friends that want to uh, help you be better right okay um and so both of them really learned from each other you know this guy was struggling with things in the end <clears throat> came out a better person okay and uh, you know the what do you what do you living as an octopus you know right yeah what yeah what do you think the octopus learned from him i i don't see that the octopus learned from him, maybe it learned trust. Uh, right. Well, 
um, that part that they showed where the octopus was playing with the fish. Now, I don't know if octopus do that on a normal, like if that's a normal thing, but it, it played with that school of fish when it could clearly have eaten those things, you know, it, and maybe that was what the octopus learned. Hey, we don't all have to be predators. I can I can make these new friendships with other creatures of the sea. I don't I think know. That's, I think that's reading too much. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> because we don't know when that happened. Either. Right. We, that was just a recollection he had of seeing but you the octopus. Asked me what I thought. That was my. That was where I went with it. And okay. yeah, I do overthink things a, a lot. I love to. I love to let my imagination run crazy with things. Okay. Uh, just because I'm a silly person, I love to think about the impossible and the inima- unimaginable to most. Because I-, I love to daydream. That is one of my favorite things to do: is to daydream about the what ifs. So many what ifs that you know the the documentary, the guy that did the documentary, also the the producer that was helping him. Uh, document the film, right? She was out there with him, helping him film this. You she never was. see that. You don't realize that there was two people down there with this octopus. Yes. Right? <laughs> Which, uh, and we'll get to that also in a minute. Um, so we had the octopus, we had the man, and then we had the villains in this no. story, right? <laughs> These sharks, right? These little sharks. Now, People might be out there that obviously have not seen this document. I think this octopus is like this big octopus you see on the floor. No, the octopus was maybe what, maybe a foot long, foot and a half. Oh, I thought it was like three feet long. It looked pretty big. When it, maybe, maybe if it spread out its tentacles far enough, yes, but it was not some giant oh, monster. Oh, the octopus. It was, correct. I thought you were talking about the shark. Yeah, no, no, no the, the, octopus the octopus was like was a little. foot long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was little. Was tiny. She was little. Was and the, and the, so the sharks weren't that much bigger than the octopus. Well, when they weren't, they weren't eight foot long. No, no, they they were three foot, maybe three, two and a half. That's pretty big for They're called, they're called. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So these are called pajama sharks, right? As soon as you see this pajama shark, he just looks like a bad guy. Like as soon as you see him, right? His eyes, he had these stripes, like he's like in prison gear, right? Mm -hmm. He's got like these Mm -hmm. black and white stripes. I'm surprised they didn't start playing bad guy music. And you would have been totally Uh, believable. I mean, this uh, shark, as soon as you see him, you knew he was up to no good. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So that we'll call them the villain. (laughs) So this is going to set up and this is why we're having this discussion. At least I am. And this is what brought me, the anger out of me when I saw this, what happened. So he's documenting this octopus, right? And he's watching the octopus and the octopus is just out and the octopus is out of its normal habitat of, of hiding in the crevices. The octopus is out in the open and these sharks come, mm-hmm. the, the natural predator of the octopus. The shark chases the octopus back to where the octopus normally is in hiding. And the shark and spoiler alert, gets one of the octopus's arms while the man's there filming and ends up ripping the, the arm off and eating it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this, this is where we get to our, I was irate that the man did not help the octopus. I mean, you're, you're right to an extent because if they were true friends, correct. 
then he, they should have stayed to fight and should have, hey, shoo him away. You're here. Help me. Right. And I think after that happened, that octopus was pretty upset at the man. I have to say. Well, what did you mean? <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it was just recovering, but it went to its little uh, den and it didn't come out for a while. It didn't care that that man showed up day after day. It was just like, I'm going to sit here and recuperate from this well, traumatic event. And and to be honest, I, we don't know if it even could have uh, come out and, and played with the I mean, he looked really traumatized. That's the oh, octopus. Yeah, I keep calling it. So I think it was just a matter of it physically could not really interact very much. It just had to recuperate. And um, it would really. So I'm irate with this man already, right? That he did not help this, he did not help the octopus, but then you know he's he said his first instinct was to scare the sharks away. That was his first instinct. What do we normally say about first instincts? What is it's, what do we normally say? The it's the the right one. It's usually the correct one. Correct. So he knew that's what he should have done, but and he says he goes on to say he couldn't help feeling he'd been responsible. Because she'd been out there because of him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm like, yes. I mean, what, what are you missing about this? But this is what really got me. He <laughs> said now he felt very vulnerable that what had happened to her had happened to him as well. Mm. He, he said he felt psychologically like he was going through a type of dismembering. I don't know, man. If that shark would have attacked him, I I highly doubt that octopus would have came to his rescue either. We don't but, know that. We don't know. Well, that. that that's true. We we don't know that. But yeah, he's not growing back an arm or any appendage that he lost from a shark attack. Correct. Correct. But, because we have, you know we have seen in nature where dolphins show up and help swimmers against sharks. Yeah, that yeah. does happen. Um. I'm not saying the octopus is on the same level intellectually as a as a dolphin. Dolphins are very smart. But obviously, this octopus had some sense too, and maybe it would not. Maybe it would. Maybe it would have been laughing. Maybe the guy done got on his got on her nerves, and she's like, "You, this is what you got." Yeah, that's what you buddy. get. <laughs> you won't leave me alone. Uh, no, but the 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 that guy. You know, I'm sure that guy was traumatized too. Being, you know, maybe he froze and couldn't help. Right now, now, do you remember his his uh? Reasoning for not helping. Well, yeah, because in filming nature, you're not supposed to interact with nature or stop nature from taking its course and stuff like that. Right. But and my point to you was the minute he got there and developed this relationship with his octopus, it was no longer natural. It was no longer right. nature. Yeah. We didn't see other swimmers out there visiting with other octopuses. Mm-hmm. Right. We didn't see those sharks hanging out with some thugs or some bad guys on the street corner smoking cigarettes. Right. We didn't see that. This is not natural. I don't have an octopus buddy, right? Do you? I mean, maybe you do. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So the, his whole point, when he's there interacting with them, he's already thrown everything out of whack. Maybe there are bigger um, hierarchy predators out there that are not sure. coming around now to attack this octopus because he's there. Maybe some of the food that the octopus eats is not showing up because he's there in the way. Mm-hmm. And, and not meaning to do these things, right? So right. his his argument that he didn't want to disturb and that he couldn't disturb the course of nature. Well, we've already discussed this octopus is absolutely his friend. Right. Right. And it is natural. 
for you to help your friend. Mm-hmm. So to me, in my opinion, it was unnatural for him to not help that octopus. He should have helped his friend because in, that's what we do, right? Yeah, and kind of to play devil's advocate here, the guy had been trained to film uh, wildlife, right? And I'm and so I'm if, glad you said that because yes, I do think that's what happened. I think he got he he fell back on his his first instinct, which he had always been trained, like you said, to just stay out of the way, right? And I think that's what he did. That's what he fell back on. And uh, and I'm glad you brought that point up because I do think that's what happened. Oh yeah, and I, I think that's too. why he felt so much remorse and so much regret. Yeah, and you know, like we said, you know, how traumatized was he to watch his friend basically have a limb removed? But also, too, oh, man, I was gonna say something about um, his reaction to when the octopus had found a mate. Like it, he seemed his, like he got his feelings his tongue, hurt, right? Yes, like he was jealous. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Dang, this dude really is friends with." You know, <laughs> basically took his friend away because she found right. a mate. Right. And you know, after that, it, it got kind of weird. You know, she <laughs> she didn't leave her den, and he kept swinging by her house, like checking texting on her, her. Yeah. texting her. Hey, girl, what you doing? Uh, she so, was leaving it. What do they say? Left on red. When they when you check your text, it says left on red because you know they read it, but they didn't answer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'd never heard that before. <laughs> Uh, but but listen, let's let's get back before I forget about the shark attacks. Oh, okay. okay so okay, okay. he went through this whole traumatic ordeal and why he did, why he didn't, should he have? He was being psychologically dismembered. But what happened not too much later? The shark attacked again. Oh yeah, the shark and came again, back again. Again, oh, yeah. didn't help, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the the octopus had to fend for herself, and that's when she covered up herself for a rock. And look how smart she was. She I got was on the say, shark's back. Yeah, but he that's could what not I get say. her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the shark just gave up. He's like, oh, hell no. You ain't going to ride me <laughs> like this. Nope. And he just, uh, what did he do? He like, uh, he swam underneath something and it kind of yeah. knocked her off, right? Uh, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, she really adapted quickly yes. when that shark came by the second time because. You know, she got wrapped up in some coral and like made a taco out of herself to where the shark couldn't see her, but he could smell her. And after that, you know, she was able to dart away. And then, like you said, she had made herself look like this clump of rocks by, you know, grabbing all these shells on the floor and like making a ball. And, you know, and it was very hard for that shark to attack her that way because you had all these sharp shells Right. And the the shark could not take a bite. But, yeah. and, but like we said, she was trying to hide. And she's in that. Remember, she was in those seaweed. Because mm-hmm. you said the shark, you know, he was having a hard time seeing her. But this is what's killing me. She's trying to hide. She's truly fleeing for her life. And the man and here is there with the camera. <laughs> right if the shark had any sense, he's going to go where the man is because yeah, the man the won't man? leave the yeah, octopus. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. He was She's like, probably well. like, 
cussing him under her breath, like, get away, you know, get out of here. I'm trying to hide from this shark. Right. My boyfriend's back. He's trying to kill me. Here you are. Lead them to where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about that as I was watching it. I was just like, oh, well, I'm watching a documentary about this octopus getting away. But no, nah, yeah, some friend he is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Lee. you. Thank Heck, you. Man. <sighs> Oh my goodness. But yeah, I mean that octopus, it, it truly was amazing how smart she was and how quickly she adapted and um and it was, you know, and then at the end, you know, as she finally, you know, she lived out her lifespan and she had those octopus babies. I mean, how many did she they say like thousands of these thousands, things? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, because only a couple survived, but man, that was crazy. Handful survived. Only a handful, yes. Yeah. And at the end, I don't know really. As you're seeing those fishes, you know, eat on her. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt really bad for the octopus, and he was tormented on whether or not he should do something with her, bury her. Me personally, I would have grabbed her and gone and buried her somewhere. You know, maybe try to dig a hole in the sand and bury her. But because that really, <laughs> like we said, you you see these sharks, you don't like them, right? You yeah, like automatic. They're like jerks, right? Yeah. And then for to see that shark come at the end and grab her, and oh, I was like, oh, I was kind of mad yeah. at that. But yeah, I was like, you can't help mother, <laughs> man. All this time she's trying yes. to get away from me. Finally got her. I I just don't think if I was that man, I could have watched that shark take my buddy like that. Yeah. That's Oh man, that was just something. But I think by that. I think by that time he had known, you know, it's like, okay, well, she's not, she's not my friend anymore. A, because she shacked up with that other octopus. Yes. yes. Uh, And then B, this, this really is nature. Right. I I think he had chosen that path and he was going to stick to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, I, and I can't fault him for cir- that. Circle of life, right? right. You know, right. you the other creatures have to eat too. Yeah, yeah, right. and that was sad. I ain't gonna lie. When I saw sad. her body rolling, I was thinking to myself too. I was like, well, the he had mentioned that after they have babies, they're so worn down because they can't go anywhere their entire pregnancy, and she ate as much as she could, but then when she had when she got pregnant or whatever, she, that was it. You just can't move from that little cubby that she was in. And right. I forgot how long they said, a couple weeks, right? That she she stayed in there and I wish I had can, wrote it down. I, know, I don't remember. Yeah. But she, she, and he basically insinuated she was just barely holding on yeah, in order to give the birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could see that. I mean, she oh, couldn't yeah. Get her, yeah. Uh, the current was moving her around. She had almost zero function in her correct. tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. But those things are so graceful to watch swim. And, you know, all the, the footage that they had of the the seaweed that she would swim in through and just uh, the, the movements that those things make whenever they're swimming. It looked really cool. That the camouflage abilities, the intellect. Um, mm. <laughs> when she jumped out of the water onto that rock, when the yeah. shark almost had her, yeah. I mean, that I was 
that little yeah. octopus had like she wasn't going to quit. She was going to figure out a way to get away from that shark, and she did. I mean, that was, and then here he goes. Here he comes with his her, and <laughs> there comes the shark right back. I was like, oh well, see the man. There's the octopus. Here's my meal. Yes, but uh, it was a great documentary, and I, and I recommend anybody to watch it. I, I think anybody would be entertained, and it's just it's you know you hate to say it's riveting, you know that that it's this guy and this doctor, but it is riveting. You're waiting to see what's going to happen. You're waiting to see if she's going to recover from the the shark attack, and then you know you yeah. want to see it all the way to the end. And uh, it was great, you know. And I'm glad. Thank you, Erica, for for insisting that I watch it. And the you show know. is on Netflix. It's on Netflix. You can yeah. tune. Yeah. You know, check after you get through out. listening to our show, fire it up, check, check it, it out, out. Yeah. and let us know what you think on Twitter. Should he have helped the octopus or not? You know, should he have, you know. Force that those sharks away. You know, would you have yeah. helped your? Basically, what I'm asking you people is, would you have helped your friend in would need? Would you have helped your friend? Yes. In a time of need, do you help your friend or do you just watch it go down? Yeah, twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, three or four times, really, because at the very end, he didn't help her or anything. He's just like, oh well, you decided to go with that other guy, so I'm gonna let you die. We've already got some other votes on Twitter from some other octopuses. They said they definitely would have helped. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the sharks are chiming in and saying oh, no. <laughs> no. No, we would have eaten them. Yeah, the, jail, the pajama sharks. Jailhouse but, uh, shark, pajama guy. You know, and as I'm watching this show, and it started uh, taking me back to a, a certain story I have with like, with my son. Uh this goes back many years, uh, probably about 20 years ago. I'm, as everyone knows, I'm in the fire department, and there's a tradition in the fire department that once you get promoted, you have to feed everyone. And the big, you know, the big ticket item, the one that you're kind of trying to be fancy and everything, is to get steak and shrimp. So, you know, you find a place to get you some, you know, a good deal on steaks. Well, the best place to go get deals on shrimp around here in Houston is to go to Kima, right? Mm-hmm. Get it, you know, you buy a bunch of it. It's pretty cheap. You know, you could take an ice chest, fill it up, and you've got it because I've got, I've got to feed like fourteen people, fourteen mm-hmm. firemen. They got they don't have small appetites. They're like that shark, right? They don't stop. <laughs> yeah, coming, coming, coming. Yep. So me and my son, and my son was very young at the time. He was like two, three years old. So I, you know, he's in the back of the truck. We take a little road trip to Kima. I'm gonna go get all this shrimp. So we're there, and as you're walking around, they have every type of sea creature in there, right, that they're selling. They had these octopuses, right? Oh, wow. Yes, the little ones, like the one in the movie. It just, you know, kind of like some of them would be alive swimming around. They had another one. They were iced down in – they looked like big bathtubs. My son, he became insistent that he wanted one of those octopuses as an actual pet. Oh, wow. He was like that man. He wanted this octopus. I could not get him to come off of it. I'm like, you know, what are we going to do with this octopus? What do you think we're going to do? And his, you know, he wanted to keep it in the bathtub just like they had it there at the in Kima. And, it, oh, my God, fighting with my son, picking, trying to hold him, trying to pull this ice chest of, of shrimp. Oh As he's fighting, you know, he wanted that octopus so bad. And this watching this documentary and, and thinking about that time and, and how – it was so funny to me because my son, you know, he doesn't get upset. You know, he doesn't get real emotional about stuff. So to see him at that time when he got so emotional because I wouldn't buy him this big slimy octopus, 
I was like, oh my God. You know, and I almost thought, let me just buy the door to the tub and let my wife see it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been like the squirrel then, story then, all then, over then again. My wife deal with it, telling him no, you know, oh, but, you know yeah. I, I, I couldn't think I, I didn't relish the thought of having that octopus in the middle of summer in my truck in the smell, you know, I was like, Oh no. Oh yeah. That would have been real bad. <laughs> oh. But anyway, anybody who wants to check out that movie, check it out. It was a, it was a, it's a great documentary. It's not that long, right? It's only about an hour and a half. Yeah, it's about a, no, it's not even an hour and a half. Not it's even like an hour, hour, yeah. hour fifteen. Yeah. So and like I said, it won the Oscar for best documentary. So I'm pretty sure you enjoy it. watch it with your kid. You know, talk to him about uh some of the yeah. things we've talked about. See what they think. You know, everybody's entitled to it. No, our my opinion's not right. Opinion, you know, Frank's opinion is obviously not right. Oh, uh, certainly, so. <laughs> certainly never ever right. Uh, but yeah, it's something. One of those things you can talk about. You know, what would you do? And it's it's one of those things where it brings up some really important questions and great things to think about. If, if you were in that situation, you know, I joke about it. None of us are right. You know, because. You never know what you're going to do until you are in that situation. Yeah, and uh, sure. and it was just really interesting. And I'm thankful to, to the guy, to the filmmakers for making this and enlightening us to that, you know, that that sea life that's out there, man. It's like, man, you know, I, I, it really did change my opinion on some of the things that are out there, you know. Yeah. The level of intelligence of an octopus, yes. too, to see it in its own habitat right. and, and go through that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a it is a game changer for sure, you know, right. and give yourself some time for introspection, too. You and know? I'll tell you, one of the coolest things in that uh, documentary was when he went out at night. Remember when he went out at oh, night and, he said, and what, you could hear those whales. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was creepy, but it was like one of the most coolest things. I'm like, can you imagine being underwater? It's dark. There's no light. And you can hear the sound of those whales coming through the water. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> that was crazy, man. I was like, yeah, that was really something. Those pajama sharks cousins are coming out. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be missing a limb. You know, their big cousins are live out there mm-hmm. by the, around the south tip of Africa, you know. So yeah. the, <laughs> no their thing. big bully brothers are coming. So, yeah. No. He would, get, he would get his arm uh, <laughs> taken off by. <laughs> yeah. Guarantee you, he'd be traumatized <laughs> for a while too. Shoot, man. All right, man. That was a pretty good discussion. I liked it. I I appreciate you telling me about that movie too. Yeah. It was it it was crazy watching the movie, trying to guess why you were so upset. I will say that. Why the hell was Tom so mad? Well, you know that he's that he's having words with people at work. <laughs> that was all I could think the whole time. What the hell could have caused Tom to get so upset? And I now that I, I know, him, I think I called him one of the greatest uh, villains in cinematic history. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, man, okay. But now after talking to you a little bit more about it, I do understand. It was all about what would you do if your friend was in trouble? If you really think this thing was your friend and you didn't do nothing to help it out then you just you're lying to yourself you're not really you're not really friends you just watching from a distance yes but uh, you know rest in peace to the little octopus you yeah know. i wish we, i wish you would have named her that would have been cool okay it's it's ironic you brought that up originally when i first saw the documentary 
I could find the name of that octopus on the oh, really? uh, right. And I, of course, I didn't write it down. So last night in my research, I said, you know what? I want to get the name of that octopus so we can mention it on the show. And I went and maybe it's been redacted. I don't know. But now it says that the man never named the octopus because he felt like he would be an in, infringing upon the octopuses. Oh, my whatever. God. Get but, out of yeah, here. I originally <laughs> I originally found a name and I mentioned it to Erica because I was at work when I looked it up because, I, I, you know, I, I'm one of those people. Once I watch a movie or documentary that really intrigues me, I got to know everything about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. obviously I wanted to know the name of the octopus and there was one, you know, but now it's I don't know, maybe uh, maybe, you know, and maybe somebody just made one up and had put it on Wikipedia and it's been corrected. I don't know. But oh, yes, this family got mad. They're suing. Yeah, suing copyright oh, infringement. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they don't want you to know her den. So, right. you don't but, but if anybody does find picture. it, let us know on Twitter. I'm dying. Yeah, that'd be cool to recall what the name was. And they, the octopus should know have its name out there. We should know who that octopus was. That was a, that was a, that was a. I really like that octopus. Oh man, man. yeah, octopus. I would have helped friendly. you, octopus. I definitely would have helped you. You would have punched the shark in the nose. Get out of yes. here, shark. You don't belong here. Exactly. That'd have been messed up though. You punch that shark in the face, and then it's cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yes. We have a problem here. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, well we're gonna we're gonna end it on the on the upswing there with a good laugh. Um, go out there, check out this uh, this documentary. It is called My Teacher, My Octopus Teacher, My Octopus Teacher. Sorry, My Octopus Teacher. It's on Netflix. Uh, tell us what you think about it. You know, yeah. shoot us. Let shoot us, us know what you would have done if you would have helped yeah. the octopus or not. Right. And if you find out the octopus's name, let us know. Oh yeah, definitely. If you find the octopus's name, let us know. I'm gonna say that octopus to me look like maybe a Sheila or a uh, Chauncey. Chauncey. What do you think? What do you think the octopus's name was? Grabby. Grabby. Ah! Grabby with a G. Because it had all those suckers on its arm. <laughs> Grabby. Grabby with a G. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, Grabby with a G, thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. It has been a good conversation about this documentary. Hopefully, we'll do another one. If you have any suggestions on documentaries we should watch, shoot them over to us on Twitter. I am Paula Nikes and at Fat Squeezel. Or we also have our Gmail account, which you can find in the show notes on your favorite podcast uh, streaming application. So shoot us a line. Let us know. Have a great night. Everybody stay sharp.